Welcome to Sing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. Stephanie, I haven't watched Loki yet, so please, no spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably watch it uh, soon, but uh, I haven't done it yet. Oh, neither have I. You know, I'm... Oh, good, good, good. You know why? Because it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> as, the, as, as of the time of this recording, at least. But as of the but, time of you listening good. to this, the first episode will be out. And uh, I probably will not have watched it yet, most likely, oh, okay. because I'll probably be bad about remembering to watch it. That was very timely of you, though, to say that. Good job looking in the future. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm smart like that. <laughs> good job. I, I had to look it up because it jumped in my head. Is like, is it this week? Because number one, week. I'm three weeks behind on podcasts, which means everything I listen to on my way to and from work is from the past. Mm. <laughs> so I think uh, Trailer Blazers recently talked about Loki coming out soon, and I'm like, oh, and I knew I was in the past. Luckily, they were talking <laughs> way in the future as well. So That's good. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully so, in the in the future it is not as hot in my office. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked that far into the future. Besides, you can't trust weathermen past three days, uh, much less true. two weeks. True. <laughs> true, true, true. They, they, they don't know how to do it. We don't have the technology yet to control all that. Mm-hmm. Very true. But what we do uh, have the technology to do is watch specific shows for this podcast. Yes, specific shows and uh, very strange movies. Which we're doing for you this week. Yeah. A real mind bender. Yeah, I, uh, when I was looking this one up, I was very surprised to see the positive ratings on it. Does it really have positive ratings? It's like 4.8 out of 5 on IMDb <gasps> or something. Um, it's got a 7.3 out of 10 okay. for stars. At 86 Metascore uh, yeah. with 15 critics. I don't understand. But I mean, maybe it was really positive back in the 80s, like 1988. I will say... By the way, what 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 is this movie we're doing today? Oh, so we are watching. We watched. We are not watching. We have already watched it. Uh, Dead Ringers from 1988, starring Jeremy Irons. Which, if you want to watch, is available currently. At least when we watched it on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime for free. If you have that, I think I also saw it because I set up my Comcast thing yesterday. I I think Peacock has it as well. Oh. But probably with commercials. Yeah. And uh, it's a long movie, so I don't know if you want to watch it with commercials. Maybe everybody just likes Jeremy Irons a lot. I mean, when I realized it was the voice of Scar, I couldn't unhear that. Right. That's about all my experience with Jeremy Irons is, though. 
or or the is wasn't Jeremy Irons also the brother of Hans Gruber in Die Hard Two? Potentially, I don't know. Here, let's look at Jeremy Irons. I I only really remember the first Die Hard movie, so. Yes, he was definitely Lions, Lions, the Lion King Scar character. He was in Assassin's Creed. Is Rickon? I haven't watched that movie. Oh, he's hmm. Alfred in Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yes, yes. Well, he was in Watchmen, which I never finished watching. He was in Red Sparrow. Come on, Brad. Be right. Be right. You can do this. I believe in you. I'm looking. I'm scrolling. Welcome to this hot podcast where we read IMDb. <laughs> I thought he was. Come on. Where's where's the little button for all filmography? Where is that? Where are you? What if I just do this? See all. That's award wins and nominations. Jeremy Irons, Die Hard. He is Simon Gruber in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yep. I heard too, right? With the vengeance. Yes. Yeah. He stuttered a lot in that movie. Oh, interesting. But it was a ploy. Spoilers. Mm. To throw them well, off of his real scheme. Well, in this movie, he plays identical twin brothers who are also gynecologists. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> What else? I mean, it makes sense. Does they, it? Yeah, because they're identical twins. Their situation happened within a womb. Obviously, you'd be curious about how that occurred. And therefore, lo and behold, you become a gynecologist. Uh, I guess. They were creepy kids and then they became creepy adults. <laughs> is what I gathered from it. Yeah. And also a, a trend. So... One of the twins, I think his name is Beverly. He is the more meek one. Mm-hmm. So he's like sensitive and shy. And then Elliot is the more aggressive, extroverted, like get shit done twin. Yes. He's and the more self-confident. Yes. So the trend between the two of them seems to be find a hot lady Elliot seals the deal, I think and then Elliot, Beverly comes in. It well, IMDb says Elliot has all the luck with the ladies, but when he becomes bored with them, he passes them off to Beverly. Yes, and they are none the wiser. Yes, which is very creepy and weird. Yes, that's gross. It's very similar to maybe not similar, parent but trap? <laughs> no, Except not parent trap. Except girlfriend trap. <laughs> no. I was going to say it's kind of like the Orphan Black that we talked about last week with uh, the two caster boys swooping in on one girl, even though mm. she did see them both at the same time. But it's kind of like, hey, you won't mind if we do this, right? <laughs> right. But they definitely, in this <laughs> they movie, <laughs> they definitely don't play that one. Yes. They don't do it at the same time. They just switch off, which is very gross and creepy. It seems to me, though, and I think we're not going to do a recap of this Shot by shot, are we? Talk about it. Discuss it. Yeah. Seems to me Elliot always used Beverly's name with women. Yeah. And there were several points in the movie where Elliot makes a claim that 
Beverly would never get the women that he gets if it weren't for him. Right. Because, you know, he's the playboy. Yeah, exactly. And he seems to be always taking credit for pretty much everything, including their work, like his the research and stuff that they do. Like he gets he's the one that gets the recognition for it. And but it's really Beverly awards, that's doing all of Beverly's the work. Doing all the background stuff, and he's the one doing the grunt of the everything. Yeah, or the the brunt of the work. Yeah. Well, the opening scene was them as children, and can you believe that little girl kisses her mother with that mouth? <laughs> I was like, good for her. <laughs> that, that language. <laughs> it's like holy moly. Ugh. But yeah, again, like I said, creepy children, creepy adults. <laughs> Yes. They were like, will you come into the bathtub and have sex with us? And she's like, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) Like I said, kisses her mother with that mouth. I mean, that was a well-deserved one, though. I suppose. (laughs) I mean, if you were going to think of it that way. Also, so... They perform a lot of, like, operations in their line of work. So they do, like, gynecological tests, and it seems like they do some, like, breakthrough surgeries and help women conceive and stuff like that. But every time they suit up for surgery, they're they're in, like, red surgical gear. And mm-hmm. it is so creepy. And it looks like they're the guards from The Last Jedi that are, like, stationed around that, like, Kylo and Rey fight. Okay. That's the entire thing I kept picturing when they have that throne room battle scene. I those like red stormtrooper guys. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking about. I thought that their surgical garments looked more like what Catholic priests wear underneath the robes. I mean that too. There were yeah. a lot of references that were floating around my head, and I was like, why? Why this red color? This dark red? It's so weird. It hides the blood better. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, is that they were always very obsessed with creating these surgical tools, but there was an emphasis on the fact that none of them were good for the internal body of a woman, and you could you shouldn't use these tools, and you shouldn't get them made and put them into practice, but they were very adamant that they wanted to use them all the time. Well, their spreader thingy that they designed in college for holding the uh well the s- their own version of a speculum no 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 though uh when you're working on an abdomen they have oh, that uh, tool that holds open the incision yeah they in the movie they designed that and and I, that their teacher said it will never be able to be used on anything other than a cadaver but then later at was it a graduation or an honoring? Was it the graduation? It was. I think the it was graduation. Gradu- it was something like it was some sort of award ceremony. I don't remember. Yeah. So he made, they made this tool and they gave it to them twenty four plated gold. Yeah. And it was a little more refined, you know. Instead of being flat pieces of metal, it had nice little rolled steel. I'm assuming to make mm-hmm. the thingy less, less surface contact probably for medical reasons would be good (laughs) yeah still gross though and that's when all the weird stuff started happening yeah conversationally at least so there's this woman that comes in this is kind of the 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 impetus for the whole story 
this woman comes in. They, she's like a famous movie star. Um, Beverly gets nervous working on her. Asks Elliot to go see her instead. You know, they decide that they're going to woo her. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> once Beverly actually gets some confidence to do so after being, you know, made fun of by his brother a little bit, I have seen the weirdest sex scene of my entire life. Okay. You know, when he, he like ties her up with like <laughs> oh, rubber, with the rubber hoses. Yeah. The, uh, what, what, uh, what are those called? Those I have don't, a name, but I don't know. I don't know. The like a rubber medical tubing tied her arms to the bed frame, not on the bed, but on the, the foot, the foot rest part. Yep. The footboard. Yep. And then had very intense, dramatic sex. Hey, you know, you're not supposed to yuck someone else's yum, Stephanie. I know, but I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? She was, I was played just, by... Just like, get get some silk, man. Like, or get get some handcuffs. Be like, <laughs> the rubber tubing. But, that was just weird. he's a doctor. I know. It was just so weird. And she's also very fascinating to him. Because apparently this woman has a... They called it a mutation. So obviously she's an X-Man. Uh, yeah. She had a triple uh, uterus. She, yeah, she had triple entrances into her uterus. So she can't conceive, basically. But she wanted to have a baby, but she couldn't. Right. And, and she's very uh, free with her partners. Yes. <laughs> um. So Beverly, you know, slowly falls in love with this woman. I Claire. Claire. They're still switching back and forth, though. And she's just like man you're really schizophrenic one day you're just kind of an asshole and the other day you're so sensitive and sweet and he's like oh yeah sure whatever so they were (laughs) you think they were still switching at this point i think they were switching for it's time passes really weird in that movie that's why i was struggling to keep track of what was going on a lot of the time i don't know if you had this issue too I feel like I couldn't tell how much time had passed between each of their encounters, so I assume it was going on for a while. Well, I also couldn't tell when it was Beverly versus Elliot. Yeah, which apparently was intentional, so that's what I was reading, that it was intentional to do that. You weren't supposed to really be able to tell who was who. Um, But um, Beverly's confidence gets knocked knocked around a lot in this movie more. Um, there's one moment where they're like reading lines on the couch and she's like, Beverly, that's like a girl's name. And then she's like kind of teasing him and he gets <laughs> real mad about it. He's sensitive. Um, yeah, I knew a guy whose mother named him a girl's name. His name was, was it just Kim or was it Kimberly? He called himself Kimbo. Hmm. And he always cute. referred to himself as a boy named Sue. <laughs> that's cute though at least yeah. he owns it yeah he was a very funny guy unfortunately um, he uh passed and at a way too young but aw, yeah, he had some medical issues he was dealing with and uh they got the better of him unfortunately sad but yeah i couldn't tell them apart half the time me either. I was. I very could tell confused. this though. I could tell that Beverly did all the work and, and Elliot did all the smooth talking. Yes, and he did all the fancy dinners and fancy re- re- award ceremonies and all mm-hmm. that. Anytime you had to speak in front of someone, he was doing it. Yes. Um. Eventually, 
Beverly slips and says he has a brother, and then she decides she wants to meet the brother. <laughs> and so they then she finds out he's a twin brother. So it's like it kind of escalates from there. She meets them both at a restaurant, and then she realizes that they've been switching back and forth between her, and she feels very used, which, no shit. And, you know, throws a glass of water in Beverly's face. And then well, even peace. before that, didn't uh, some lady say uh, that she was dating the, uh, what's their last name? She called them by their last name. The Mantles, I The think? Mantle, yeah. Oh, so you're dating the Mantle brothers. And she's like, huh? Oh, yeah. They live together. They sleep together. They're t- identical twins. And yeah. And she was thought like she's the laughing stock of the community because she didn't know it, but it seemed yeah. like everybody else knew this. Even though they try to play off that they do this and nobody's none the wiser. Is it yeah. just that people know they exist but don't think that that actually happens? And maybe some women find it fun that they're they don't know what they're gonna get with who walks through the door. I don't oh, know. I think one woman was gonna find it fun. Carrie. Oh, the the redhead. Yeah, Elliot's girlfriend is yeah. what her credit is on the, <laughs> on the, on the casting. She, she was full boobing at Beverly that one morning, mm-hmm. where she like woke up from. She was like, "Oh, are you gonna shower?" And she's just like full one tit out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Uh, go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> Very shy boy. But yeah, eventually, they uh, Beverly starts experimenting with various drugs like sleeping pills i think and then it kind of escalates from there well it was uh elliot gave him pills for claire right and they took them together because they're supposed to spice up their sex life well i think things got awkward and then he in order to smooth it over gave her one and gave himself one and then that's when his spiral down the rabbit hole begins Yes, and he had a very horrifying dream. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Where he had a dream that uh, Elliot was in bed with him, but they were uh, conjoined at the middle. Yep. And then Claire started... (laughs) Gnawing through their, their thing. Their little conjoined skin. That held them Uh, together. Horrifying. It looked like there was an intestine that connected. It was disgusting. And then he woke and then he woke up in a sweat and freaked out and blah blah blah. But so as he's going deeper into his insanity and you know, on more and more drugs, Claire has to go away on a trip to like film a movie or whatever she was doing, her miniseries mm-hmm. or something. So he's like, I don't know what to do without you. He's very attached now and really likes her. He's in love with her, whatever. Um but, but it should leaves. be noted Elliot thinks they should cut her loose. Yeah, Elliot's like, get over her. Like, why are you so obsessed? Come on. She's just a random lady. Like, you're not really into her. She's and a he's movie like, star. No, I am. He's like, but I'm so into her. We're in love. Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, there's one. So, yeah, he's like spiraling hard, even harder now after she's gone. And then he decides to call her hotel room at one point. When she's, when she's working, while she's, she's on working, set, she's uh, out of the state. I don't think she left the country, right? No, she's just in a different state. Yeah. And she was in a meeting with the director of the film she was working on, the um, 
uh, what do they the the uh, the costume department? I think. Yeah, wardrobe. The wardrobe. Yeah. Head of wardrobe. Her manager. Was that her manager? Man- I think it's her assistant, like her main. She, I think she called him her secretary at one point. So I okay. think he's like her assistant. Yes, and she was reaming out the director because, uh, the how'd she put it? She the she costume made her look like a cheap whore. A, I think a ten cent hooker or something. There you like go, that. ten yeah. cent hooker. Something like that, and she didn't want to dress like that. So, but while she's in this meeting, uh, Beverly calls. After tries she to storms call out. her. Yeah, and she's not there anymore. So he answers, and then he's like super drugged up, and he's like, but then he gets even more upset when a man answers the phone, and then he starts going on some weird rant about, did you know she has a triple vagina, a uterus, or something? <laughs> and the, and he, the guy's like, what? <laughs> and Isn't he's that like, a weird common trope? Guys calling their wives or girlfriends' rooms when they're out of town, and then. In some cases, an innocent bystander answering yeah. the phone and getting hit with that. In other cases, a guy like trying to do, you know, be nefarious. Yeah. Like in Mr. Mom, he was trying to hook up with, with the uh, with the wife. But in this one, it's just her assistant. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about, bud? And he's like, put your fingers in and feel around. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And he's like, you're disgusting. Okay, bye. I'm hanging up the phone. <laughs> I think he was also drunk at that exact moment, wasn't he? He was like drunk and on pills. And on pills. <laughs> yeah. So, and then someone, and then his like, and then his secretary comes in. She's like, oh, here's your like meeting. You have an, an appointment. And he's like curled up on like a fetal position in his chair after on the phone with this weird ass conversation. And also this was, so he was hiding out at her place basically because he was afraid of Elliot in some fashion, I think he admitted. Who knows? I'm, I mean, I, I believe that was what he's, you know, he was afraid that Elliot took all of his, I don't know. The paranoia was a lot when he was on all his drugs and stuff. Yes. Um, so, yeah, clearly he's not going to make that appointment. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's... At one point, he's performing an exam on an older woman, and he's trying to use one of his tools that he created. It's the tool to hold open an incision. Okay, and... that's why I was confused. Okay. Yes. and But he's trying to use it as a speculum. Yes. And she and was she... saying it hurts. And he was like, oh, why does it hurt? And he was, like, questioning her. This, this is when I was like, so, you know, most movies where guys are getting, like, kicked in the nuts or something? I had that reaction. <laughs> In a, in a lady sense in a lady fashion yeah i was like this whole movie is just like grossing me out uh so yeah he's performing yeah a pelvic or a paps pap kind of exam and gynecological exam and you know doing who knows what down there and hurting her and i was like jesus christ this is horrible and supposedly and the- these doctors though they help women who are having fertility problems yeah. be able to become pregnant they're like we're renowned and like great and developed and all this great research. That's why they are so popular. There was a scene where they were reconstructing a, a fallopian tube so that the egg could pass into the uterus so that she could get pregnant because she was yeah. having problems. And they were uh, there was a lot of medical garbo going on with that. Yeah, and then so then he's 
I think later on he's doing a surgery on a woman, you know, all suited up in his weird red robes. And he's fucked up on something and decides he, oh no, this was, so he got his weird tools made. Yes. He got his weird ass tools made by an artist because no medical person would make his tools. And they're just like these weird, they look like medieval torture devices, basically. (laughs) So he lays them all out on the the surgical table. Because he admits to his brother at some point that women are mutating and their insides need special tools. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> so he get so he gets these all made, lays them out on the surgical table, and the the his assistant's like, "Uh, we don't know what these are. I don't know how to use this." And he's like, "Just number them left to right and t- I'll tell you which one to get." So he's like, "Give me L3." And then she's like, picks up this horrifying thing and then he Yeah, the alien finger? Yeah, the alien, That's what it looked like to the me. The claw? <laughs> yeah, it looked like, you know, a hand from Alien. Yeah. The hand and- the or oh, oh i know what it is what it's a uh velociraptor hand claw mm, there yeah you go. That, that's very similar too yeah so he tries to use that on the person he's operating on and then they start bleeding and then he's like well did he no he didn't use it on her he started he, d- he jumped on he t- did he jumped a, on no he t- he did because she started bleeding did he he tried. He tried to use it, and they were like, "No." And then he was like, "I need something." <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so and then, then he started having a panic attack and starts taking the uh, what I can only assume was uh, the gas that they use to put you under. Yes. So he's uh, having some problems. Um, after that, their whole medical practice is pretty much fucked. Yep. Um. So they oh, everything they built is pretty much screwed over after his craziness. Well. Air quotes Beverly gets brought before a board of medical professionals and apologizes for his actions and explains these tools he had made. And then we find out later that air quotes Beverly was actually Elliot and Elliot doesn't think that they bought that he was playing Beverly. So this is something they do all the time, apparently. Yes, yes. But, and and yeah. Beverly, real Beverly, was <laughs> really tweaking out there in that scene. Very much so. Yeah, definitely a and, junkie. And then they were, and then uh, what's her face? Claire comes back from her trip, and then she explains. He well, he like questions her. He's like, "You are cheating on me," and she was like. Or no, I don't even think she said anything. I think she, or I don't even think he accused her. I think he, she just said like, hey, like my assistant said you called, but like you never called back and I couldn't get a hold of you. And he was like, your assistant? Oh. <laughs> I, may Oops. Have, I may have screwed up. <laughs> Majorly. So who knows how long she was gone. I, w- I assume several weeks. And to the point time, that he could, time has no meaning in this movie. Yes, to the fact that he could get himself that messed up and Does, ruin here's, his here's entire the, life. Here's the timeline of this movie. You ready? Uh-huh. Children. Uh-huh. College. Uh-huh. Uh, medical students. Successful gynecologists. Uh-huh. And the time of successful gynecology is uncertain. Yes. <laughs> 
weeks it could be days could be weeks could be, could be years could be hours <laughs> depending on what drugs they were taking who knows <laughs> i mean we know it's well, there's got to be some days because there were at least three nights with sleeping yes <laughs> maybe four <laughs> uh so then we start to realize how weird their connection is and how they like need to feel the same thing as each other I don't know. This is weird. I got, this, this I got movie so took confused at the end. I yeah. So like Elliot decides to so they so Beverly is trying to come down, but then Elliot decides to do the same drugs as him. To stay well, Elliot does uppers so okay. he can watch Beverly Beverly to make sure he doesn't do downers. And then they sort of so this is They're trying to resync. Well, this is when she, uh, the actress comes back. Uh, what was her name? Claire. Again? Claire comes Claire. back. And then uh, Beverly seems to make a turn for the better. But that's only because he, she gives him a pill of what he normally takes. I'm assuming he was on in a sort of a stage of detox, which yeah. leveled him out. But then... Elliot is now a junkie. Or sorry, yeah, Elliot's now a junkie. Yeah, Elliot's Because he's been up. taking all these uppers so that he can constantly keep an eye on Beverly. And they got some weird you can't help my brother thing. Like when Beverly collapses, uh, Elliot's girlfriend, the redhead, yeah, starts giving him CPR. I'm assuming she's in the medical field somehow. I don't know. I think she maybe she worked there. I don't know. Which was the scene when they were dancing and she tried to get, was it, was tried to get Beverly to dance with them and like get freaky with them? Yeah, that was after Beverly found, thought that Claire was having an effect, okay. cheating that on just, him. That scene and just then popped he into my head. came back home to Elliot and he okay. was laying on the couch all sad, like lame duck and yeah, she's like, come dance with me and then they're both around her and she seems to be enjoying the prospect of a possible threesome yeah she's a weirdo perfect for them <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh there's also this whole story about these conjoined twins named chang and ang that is a theme through the movie because i think beverly one night told the story when he was very drugged up about how um one of the twins uh, had a heart heart, yeah. heart yeah had a heart attack in the middle of the night and died in his sleep and then when the other twin woke up the next morning he died of fright because he couldn't handle losing his twin mm-hmm. um and so he so even though Elliot and Beverly are not conjoined twins they're still connected as if they are conjoined and i think it's both a fear and a desire for them i have a very very poor joke in my head very it's very bad okay i mean he died of fright because he was afraid he was gonna have to carry that dead weight around the rest of his life oh god (laughs) terrible (laughs) that that would be pretty heavy sorry um so uh they so yeah now they've switched places with their drug use Right. This is I totally missed the part where Elliot was the one that was on drugs. At, anyway, it was um, when Beverly came back from being with Claire. He seemed I got very so confused. straight yeah. and normal again. 
But yeah. it was just he was re-leveled by whatever drug he took with her. Yeah. But now But then Elliot Ev- was all Elliot messed up. Elliot was all bags, garbage bags under his eyes and just a mess. Yeah, so then um they go to the office. Right? You know, that's another thing that was tripping me out. I almost feel <laughs> like their apartment was also the their office. office. Yeah. Because there was that one scene where he opened the wall to the exam room and it was just like into a bigger area. So I think... It must be on a different floor or something. I think their office is their... Like their office and living are all together? Maybe. I don't know. It was weird. I was very confused. Yeah. Also another weird fun thing is this movie was released in 1988 and the movie takes place in 1988, which I rarely ever... (laughs) <laughs> feel like is pointed out in movies you know usually it's in yeah. the future or the past or a nondescript t- yeah time unless this of was course, like nope 1988 yeah <laughs> unless you date it you know by having a certain president or well-known right. figure but uh this one yeah right at the beginning 1988 <laughs> i'm like i guess oh. maybe they wanted to show the passage of time with the kids and the students and then adults but. and then say this is happening now yeah. These freaks are in He's, They're your in your city. neighborhood. <laughs> Don't go to the gynecologist. Is this like a weird PSA? Like a weird government <laughs> Don't conspiracy? trust twin gynecologists. <laughs> Ladies, get your examinations every year. It's very good for you. And hopefully your doctors aren't creepy twins. Um... That, so was, yeah, that was Stephanie's PSA for all the ladies out there. That was my PSA. Don't, don't let the movie dissuade you right. from getting your regular checkups. Because yeah. gynecological health is important. Yes. And those <laughs> instruments don't exist. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah, he got the instruments back because they were in an art show <laughs> and they were sold. <laughs> but he stole them. They, they were sold. like in a, They were in a display window. Well, they were, yeah. So he got them made by the artist. Yeah. Because... He was the only, as he put it, you're the only one that could make what I need and they won't understand I'm an innovator. So, and he said at that in that scene that they'd make a cool art piece. And he goes, these are surgical instruments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he made a second pair, which he had on display because that was his, uh, that was his gallery. Right. Which happened to be on the way to Claire's. And then, yeah, he took them back because he has them later. Mm-hmm. When his uh, brother, Elliot... Is on the operating table, or in a chair. The gynecological exam chair. The exam chair, and I. I mean, they just decide to. He Elliot's like having a fever dream that they're connected, they're conjoined. So Elliot or Beverly says he will, you know, sever the tie. I think is what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Right. That was my interpretation. Okay. That so, the surgery was to remove, to unconjoin them. Yes. Whatever that procedure is called. Even though they are not actually conjoined. So he uses one of his freaky tools and, you it's know. The, it's, the, it's the dinosaur claw. The claw. Again. Stabs him in the middle. And then he just slowly bleeds out. And they were both high together. And they what? They were both high together. Oh, yes. Yes. Then Beverly got high again. Yes. Um, In fact, 
this was going to be the last time they did drugs. They were going to do the surgery to unconjoin them, and then they were going to clean themselves up the next day and get their practice back in line. Because well. Elliot was going to be teaching at the university. Beverly was going to be continuing to do his research in improving the female's uh, reproductive capabilities. Obviously, since they're gynecologists and, and general, I'm assuming, female health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that didn't work out very well. No, he accidentally uh, killed his brother, maybe. Instead, yeah, Elliot uh, got stabbed and died. And then Beverly uh, calls Claire the next day. I don't remember their conversation. She was just like, I don't, do you remember what she was saying? I can't remember. I've lost it. Did they? I thought this was all the way at the end of the movie. I thought he'd... Oh, he... He did. She he didn't calls her. He calls her from a pay, pay phone. phone. He didn't say anything. Okay. And she's like, That's "Beverly, it, is that you?" And then he hangs up the was. phone. And then he goes back to the office. Goes back into the office slash apartment. <laughs> and then lays down on Elliot, and then he's he's dead. Yeah. Well, he, he must dies. have moved him from the chair. Yeah. He he's on the ground now, covered with a coat. Because when he wakes up, he's wandering around the room, going like. Elliot. 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 And he's clearly right there in the other exam chair with his midsection cut open and blood yeah. all over. Yeah, everything. he's like, he's completely oblivious to it. Like, blah, blah, blah. Or probably intentionally oblivious. Yeah, he uh, apparently lost his uh, mental marbles? faculties at that point. Many of his marbles. Who turned over their apartment slash business? I don't know. Because when he snuck out to go meet up with Claire, everything was cool. But when he came back, the whole place was, like, destroyed. Maybe Elliot came to and blah, 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 <laughs> flailed around and destroyed everything. In a no, fit of rage. I have no idea. Who knows? It's all crazy and messed up. I have yeah. no answers for you. I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to have gained from this movie in some sort of intellectual property, but... Um, yeah, they... Is it just a thriller? I I told you they, they, were, they were creepy in childhood, creepy in adulthood, creepy in death. <laughs> oh, do you think Beverly died? Oh, for sure, he did. He huh. died because they're, they're conjoined. You lose one, you got the other one goes. But they're not conjoined. They're only conjoined in that dream. The, also, the all the fun facts that they died, so they both died. Oh, the fun facts said they died? Well, not the okay. fun facts, but, like, the summary when I was... Because I was so confused at the end, I had to Google, like, what? wait, what? Because <laughs> I thought the whole time Beverly was the one that got stabbed, and I was like, wait, what? But that's his tool. I got so confused. I had to look up that I missed something. I must have looked away the one moment that Elliot decided to be the one on drugs, so... <laughs> yeah, I definitely I definitely wasn't confused about who was who at the end. I, I was very was, confused about that I knew that it was Beverly doing the surgery on Elliot. That's I was like that's what I thought, but then I was like, wait a second, why is Elliot the one on drugs? I was so confused because he resorted to taking drugs to be able yep. to stay awake to maintain Beverly's yep. sobriety. Yep, that works well. Good job, guys. Maybe just drink some coffee and Red Bull instead. 
1988, Stephanie. Red Bull wasn't around yet. <laughs> Fine, just coffee then. I know it's the 80s, but Coke isn't the answer for everything. <laughs> I don't think they did that. <sighs> no, I, didn't, didn't. I don't recall seeing that in the movie. They didn't, but it there was, was all, one point where Beverly was injecting himself with something, though, at one point. Oh, it's, it might have been heroin. Yeah. I don't know. He was getting dark. He Maybe went... doctors? Morphine? Morphine. Probably that morphine. Seems, that seems very likely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I'm very confused as to why this movie has such a high rating. I did not enjoy my experience. <laughs> Do your fun facts say why it has a high rating? No. Um, I don't know if it was just because it was the time period and people were like, wow, that was weird. Cool. Um, yeah, it's like a horror. like, And I love horrors and thrillers and those kinds of movies, but I just did not have a good time with this one. Let's um, see. Let's see. What, what did... What did what, let me see. <sighs> Roger Ebert. What was his? I'm going to read this from his website on this movie. Oh, I, I don't want to read all this. This thing's long. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, what, uh, tend to be each other. Uh, does he have a final line? Does he have like a final thought that makes sense? Let's see. The technical perfection of this film is not matched by its emotional content. The story could have used more of the... How do you say Bujold? B-U-J-O-L-D. That's the, the Claire's character, the, the actress's last name. Oh, yeah. Character who is sophisticated and worldly enough to understand the twins, but who is dropped when they begin to retreat into their private disintegration. Dead Ringers is a, is a stylistic tour de force, but it's cold and creepy and centered on bleak despair. It's the <laughs> kind of movie where you ask people how they liked it, and they say, well, it was well made. <laughs> and then they wince. <laughs> that's that's very accurate, actually. What, what, did, you, uh, what did you give this, uh, Mr. Ebert? I don't see... Uh, I don't see your, uh, they don't give you stars. Mm. That, must, that must be a paper thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I do have some fun facts for you. Oh, please. Uh, I would love some fun facts. So, Jeremy Irons said that Robert De Niro declined playing the role of the twins because of his unease with the subject matter and the fact that he would have to portray gynecologists. <laughs> and then William Hurt was the original intent, like the original person that was supposed to be uh, the twins, but right. declined but declined the role because he said it was hard enough to play one role. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to Tatiana about that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying Jeremy Irons really didn't have, there. there wasn't a lot of distinction between the two of them yeah half the time. i feel like it wasn't really like two except, different people except for when they were trying to show it in which elliot seemed a little more confident than beverly right. but other than that that's when they were on I, their own it was hard to tell yeah, it was hard to tell who was who like at so, one point i'm assuming it was beverly when he gets angry mm -hmm. but now i'm not even sure because was that Beverly getting angry because he was being made fun of? Or was that Elliot getting angry because she was making fun of Beverly? Yeah, I thought that was Beverly. But yeah, you're right. Who knows? It's hard to tell. Someone knows. You know who um, knows? The script. Yeah. 
uh, Jeremy Irons was given two different dressing rooms with two sets of costumes for playing the two characters. But he said that the fact that the whole point of the story is you should sometimes be confused as to which is which, he chose to use only one of the rooms and combine different costume items intended for different characters. Mm. He also developed an internal way to portray each character. An internal Giving way. each character its his own appearance. That did not come across, Sir Irons. Yeah, I don't think I didn't feel that really. Yeah. Um, while filming, he kept track of whether he was playing Elliot or Beverly by always playing one with his weight on the balls of his feet and the other with his weight on his heels. So I guess he's the only one who really knows who he was playing. And lucky for you, I've got Jeremy Irons on a call right now. <laughs> Jeremy, welcome to the... Pro- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, technically speaking, uh, the shots of the twins on screen together were accomplished through one of the first uses of computer-controlled moving matte photography. Come again? Computer-controlled moving matte photography. Okay. Is uh, this the side-by-side scenes? I think that's what they're they're saying. Yeah, okay. whenever they were in scene together. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the movie is based on two real-life twins named Stuart and Cyril Marcus. The two were found dead in their apartment on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Their deaths were due to withdrawal from barb- barbiturate addiction. The story is told in the novel Twins by Barry Wood and Jack Geesland, published 1977. Really? Were these mm-hmm. real twins gynecologists, or was that the made-up part? I don't know about the gynecologist part, but let's hope not. What, but what, if they what? had bar- barbiturate, 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 that's like a medical. That's like a medical thing. So they might have been doctors of some sort. What was their real name? Stuart and Cyril Marcus. Cyril is C Y R I L. Are you? See. I'm googling it. Googling it. They were identical twin gynecologists (laughs) who practiced together in New York City. They died together July 1975 at the age of 45. Creepy. What? What? (laughs) What? You kidding me? This is based on a true story in some fashion? Wow. Would have never known that. Did it say that at the beginning? I don't think so. And now I'm going to have to go look at the opening credits and see if it said that at the beginning. So creepy. (laughs) Makes it even more weird. Yeah. The fact that that's real. Well, that there's identical twin gynecologists. I don't know. There's an IMD page we can read later and see if, you know, they did lady swapping too. Oh, God. I hope not. (laughs) Doubly disturbing. Wouldn't it be? They did everything together. They even went to the bathroom at the same time. It was um, weird. Yeah, there's like really long articles about them. So go give it a read if you're curious. Yep. Um, on August 18th, 2020, Amazon Prime uh, is making a straight to series order on a reboot. <laughs> what? And Rachel Weiss is set to star in it. And I love Rachel Weiss, so I'm very confused. <laughs> Oh, so they were assumed to die of barbiturate withdrawal. 
but a final report excluded this. The original toxico toxicological report of the Real Brothers had been an error. Mm. It's pretty, I thought it says it's mysterious. Well, I'm no, I'm reading the IMDB on the Real Brothers. Mm. Stewart died probably between July 10th and July 14th of an overdose. And Cyril died between the 14th when he was last seen out of the apartment. Apparently after Stuart had died on July 17th, his body showed no signs of fatal convulsions accompanying narcotic withdrawal. So maybe he just died because he lost... His brother. Like, his... Yeah. Well, they say identical twins have a unique connection. True. Maybe he just couldn't go on without him. Yeah. So weird. Um, yeah, and so there's going to be a reboot of this movie in a TV show starring Rachel Weisz, who you can see in the upcoming film, Black Widow. Is she going to be the gynecologist? I don't, I, I don't know. I you think that would be interesting. In I think that would be interesting if they swap it and she's the, and she's the twin. I would be much more interested in a, a woman doing this than two creepy men again uh, sure and she's trading the men i get it <laughs> turn it on its head make it more yeah along maybe, the she, lines maybe of what she's you a like. proctologist instead of a gynecologist <laughs> that would be oh oh that would be hilarious <laughs> you're amazing thank you you have you. you have you have three prostates three distinct prostates <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's playing the twins. Yeah? Yeah. Identical from head to toe, the two OBGYNs are on a mission to change the way women birth, starting with Manhattan. Drugs pioneering, drugs pioneering, but very much illegal medical research, sex and falling in love. This drama, based on the 80s cult classic, takes us to a darker and stranger territory than we could have possibly imagined. No, I can imagine some pretty dark and strange territories. Mm-hmm. All right, well look out for that we can do that when that comes out it's true see see how the uh, gender swapped version yeah. is compared to the original i'll be i'll look forward to that because i love rachel weiss so i'm i'm ex actually excited for that everybody loves rachel weiss stephanie she's, she's an adorable lady and just amazing and has a cute little accent she does most i'm excited to see her in a month yes black widow in black widow <laughs> can't wait to see that yes. I've only been waiting a year <laughs> yeah hilarious <laughs> not like it's killing me or anything well you don't look like you have okay you have any bags under your eyes are you taking illicit substances to try to get food <laughs> through this stephanie <laughs> uh, i'm good i'm good ask we'll me the there. question ask me the question are you done with your fun facts or no i'm done with my fun facts ask How me so so uh so what's our count six Oh, yeah. What's okay? So go for it. We got Jeremy Irons playing Beverly and Elliot. Mm -hmm. That's your first two. Mm -hmm. And then the more fun stuff is young Beverly and Elliot are actually played by identical twins, Jonathan Haley and Nicholas Haley. Wow. And then, go. and Ooh. then there's the weird scene we didn't even talk about when mm -hmm. Elliot invited over some um, escorts. Yes. Who are Sex also. Workers identical twins played by Jacqueline Hennessy and Jill Hennessy. And Jill Hennessy is was in a sh 
series like uh, Law and Order type show, I think. Yes, she was in Crossing Jordan, Law and Order. She was in Wild Hogs. Yeah. So there you go. And her sister was in things too. Um, but like her bio is so much less than her sister's. She was also in Law and Order. Mm. But uh, it seems like she went more probably the family route, whereas Jill appears to have quite an extensive filmography under her belt. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Way to go. I was That was the one thing that excited me about this film. <laughs> was A, that there were two sets of real twins with uh-huh. the fake twin in the movie. That's true. Uh-huh. Good. Nice, nice. Proud of myself. Excellent. I'm going to pat myself on the back since you're not here to do it for me. Yes, I'll pat you from Next afar. time you see me. <laughs> Next time we hang out, you'll be like, Brad, here's that pat I owe you. And then you'll give uh-huh. me a pat on the back. yes well (sighs) that's all i got for you well that's not all i have for you because if you want to get a hold of us you can email us at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com let us know if any new fun double thing came out that we should check out i mean i already have gemini man on the docket and i'm sure there's other things that have come out recently that uh we are both not aware of (laughs) yeah who knows i've lived in a hole for a year so who knows you can get notifications of new episodes on twitter at c double pod uh they should be uh, episodes should be available wherever you download podcasts you can follow steph on all her socials at steph plus verb she's on twitch she's on instagram she's on twitter she's on whatever else Mm. there is and uh Until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm, am I, am I Bradford Barth? I think think I am. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.